Hello, I'm Thomas Davis. I'm the minister of Carloway Free Church on the Isle of Lewis in the northwest of Scotland. And I'm Anne MacDonald, the student and young adult worker at Bonacord Free Church in Aberdeen. And I'm Andy Longway, Minister of London City Presbyterian Church. And welcome to the Jesus Today podcast. It's great to have you with us again. Thank you so much for your support. It's been brilliant to hear from you since uh, our last episode, and we're delighted uh, to be back with you again today. Just a reminder, you can connect with us. You can email uh, at hello at jesustodaypodcast.com. And you can connect with us uh, on social media. If you look on X for Jesus Today Pod, you'll find us. uh, And we're on Instagram as well. It's been so good to have you with us. We're so thankful for your support. And we're really looking forward to another episode together today. Thomas, isn't it the case that I'm winning with the feedback we've received thus far on the (laughs) the last He's Right, She's Right, I'm Wrong? I was going to just avoid talking about this, but... It's not Andy. at all can I get to begin an episode, you know, <laughs> way out in the weeds. So yes, so last episode, our He's Right, uh, He's Right, I'm Wrong, She's Crazy uh, discussion was about bedtime snacks. Uh, Andy plumbed for uh, Sensations Crisps. I went for cereal and stuck her neck right out <laughs> and went for Marmite on toast. Um, so far, we've had nobody uh, <laughs> agreeing with... Uh, cereal. Uh, so I'm in last place. There's one other crazy person who has marmite and toast, Yay! and then everybody else is going for sensations. The, our listeners have clearly got good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are thinking about screens um, and screen time, phones, TV, whatever it may be. Uh, a massive part of life now and something that can have a huge, a huge influence on uh, our lives as Christians. But we're going to start, before we look at that in more detail, we're going to start with with our he's right, I'm wrong. Um, And it's that age-old question, Apple versus Android, because I think we have a controversial difference of opinion here. Uh, Andy, which side of that fence are you on? Well, I'm sure I'm on the side with all of our our listeners once again. Apple, it has to be. Um, It's the greatest technological brand on the planet. There's there's just no debate in it, you know? Um, It's... They create beautiful phones, they create beautiful laptops, iPads, the whole um, ecosystem of Apple, how you can have all of your devices linked and paired. Yeah, I I just, yeah, I I don't think I need to even make a case for Apple. No, 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 no. Android all the way. So I am an Android user, love Android. Uh, I've had Samsung phones at the moment. I'm on a Google Pixel, all Android all brilliant. Apple is so elitist. It's so kind of like class driven where you're just this sort of select group. Um, whereas Android is just, it's the its the operating system of the people. Uh, it's just so, <laughs> so easy to use, so easy to access. Um, and none of this kind of like, a, you know, like with Apple, if you've got the wrong plug, you can't use it. You can't just get a different plug. Whereas I can, I can get the plug for my phone. I can get the plug for my um whatever else I've got uh, with the same plug and you plug it in and it still works. Whereas Apple, it's like, oh, so that's that's very frustrating. Whereas, you know, Android is just so open. It's like um, none of this elitism of Apple. So Android all the way for me. Anne? Yeah. um, I I feel like I'm a sellout here because I'm Apple, but it wasn't out of (sighs) choice. My, I inherited my sister's old phone. So I, I'm just a reluctant <laughs> Apple user. I kind of on principle side with you, Thomas, actually. Oh, 
But, Wonderful. Um, but now I, I'm so attuned to the way Apple does things, I think I'd find it hard to move to something else. Yeah. So. You're part of the inner ring that C.S. Lewis spoke about. You've know? <laughs> <laughs> sucked in. So. You've sucked in and you can't get out. Whereas I've broken free and I have just liberty. Um, although, having said all that, I think I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I actually just ordered an iPad. Um, wow. So there you go, Thomas. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side, Thomas. Oh, I know. It's terrible. I feel like I've sold out. But it's actually very hard to get. Like, when you're buying a tablet, I haven't bought a tablet in years. Um and it's actually really hard. There's either like very, very cheap or ridiculously expensive. And I kind of just wanted something in the middle because um, I want something that will work and be reliable, but I don't want anything fancy. And it turned out it was kind of Apple, like a kind of, I think it's a 2021 Apple model. So um, it's sort of sold out. Yes, yeah, so Android can't that. even put together a good tablet. You have to come to <laughs> Apple. Next, you'll see the phone's the same, the this I, is terrible. the same. Uh, before I know it, I'll be having sensations before I go to bed. <laughs> oh, oh, well, listeners, we'd love to hear from you. I'm sure we have many Apple users. Sure, we have many uh, Android listeners uh, as well. And so we'd love to love to hear from you. Whose side are you on? Are you with me and Android? Or are you with Andy? Or are you uh, are you wise like Anne and not actually that bothered, which is probably <laughs> the best way to be. But screens are a massive part of life now. And, uh, you know, you've got your phone, you've got your tablet, uh, laptop, TV, um, and all of that just has a huge uh, influence on uh, our lives as followers of Jesus. Um, we see the effect it has on ourselves, on the younger generation, uh, and on the society around us. And we felt it would be a good thing for us to talk about, um, because as I'm sure our listeners know, there are many challenges and difficulties arising from uh, the availability of screens just now and and all that comes with that. But we wanted to start by recognizing that not everything's bad. There's some good aspects of this, and these are remarkable technological advan- uh, advances that we want to recognize and value. So we're going to start by by talking about some of the good things about screens. Andy and Anne, um, what's, uh, how's, how have screens been, been a positive thing in, in your lives? Well, I think definitely the connection you can have with other people um I think I think back to when I went to camp or you know made friends uh, on holiday even or something like that and then you you would just unless you were a good letter writer which I was never very good at um you you just lost touch whereas even some of our students coming to Bon Accord you can see they already know each other from camp because they've kept in touch and that's largely down to social media so I think that's an amazing benefit from it um and it's yeah so that's 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 one thing um and but I I do really love although I don't think it's the only way that I would want to interact with the bible but I do love having the bible on my phone as well I find that Mm -hmm. so helpful and just some of the um you know you can compare different versions really easily that's been so such a good tool to have so um, and highlighting and taking notes. Um, I know there's some downsides to having your Bible on your phone, but actually, it's been so helpful for me. Yeah. Um, so those are those are a couple yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. But... Definitely. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, I would totally um, echo both of those things that Andy said. Um, I think just the gift that technology is to think that we can stay connected with our friends. I can talk to my friends in the states in real time, see them through the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the gift that is FaceTime. 
what what a blessing, what a time to be alive in the providence of God that mm. we we mm. you know with a touch of a button we have access to all the information, um, more information than we can ever imagine. You know, can you imagine saying to someone 150 years ago with one touch you can access information on whatever topic you want? They, mm. they couldn't imagine it, and now we can. Um, it's I I love love like we're recording a podcast on our laptops it's going to be listened to by others via technology and this is so much fun it's so great to hear the positive feedback we get on our podcast and people who are listening to it i think it's just a gift um that god has yeah. given us and so much to be to be thankful for i know we're going to talk about the other aspects but god is amazing making us in his image the ability to create and you know i think I was reading somewhere that technology is a pre-fallen reality. You know, when God made Adam and Eve in the garden, it was so that they could have dominion and subdue the earth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the gifts that we've got as God's image bearers, even in a fallen world, is that we can use the gifts that he has given us to make things that serve uh, good purposes and glorious mm-hmm. ends. And mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for, for that. Yeah, yeah. So true. And I would echo all of that. I've loved the the fact that in your phone, you have so many resources and it means you can make really good use of time. So um, I think I've said this before, but uh, when I live in Carloway, anyone who knows where Carloway is, it's a long way from any uh, major centers of population, long way from any big shops or anything like that and schools. So I'm actually about half an hour, 35 minutes away from Stornoway, which is the main town on the island. And we're often doing that drive. And that's just the perfect time to live, listen to a podcast mm-hmm. or a sermon. Um, loads of people here will have commutes and you can your 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 phone can you can use that mm-hmm. time really well because you can listen mm-hmm. uh, to to loads of really good material that can help build you up and for a long time I would be listening to Eric Alexander he was a minister in Glasgow for years I used to be listening to Eric Alexander sermons in the car as I drove across the island and it is one of if not the most spiritually beneficial things mm-hmm. I've ever done yeah. just mm-hmm. it was I mean he's an outstanding preacher mm-hmm. and it was so so good to do that really helped me uh, understand things more um like you say I love the way you can connect to information very quickly or you know, sometimes you're reading a book and you read a word and you're like I don't know what that word means so you can just look up the dictionary and find out and that's that's really helpful and the other thing what I've really found particularly phones helpful is actually as a parent um although you know screens bring challenges as parents and um, that's something we'll, we'll we'll talk about a wee bit today and we'll actually have an episode later in the series uh, later this season looking at that in more detail um although there are challenges as parents with regarding phones they're also brilliant to have in terms of keeping in touch with your children, making sure that they're okay. Mm-hmm. They can contact you if if um, if something's changed, if they are finishing school early, if they get delayed or whatever, they can let you know. And my eldest son now has his driver's license. He's driving and it's always really reassuring to be able to just quick text, mm-hmm. you okay? And he'll reply, say, yeah, on my way. And that's um, that's been really helpful. So a huge, huge blessing uh, in lots of ways yeah. like that. Yeah, it gives them more freedom, actually, doesn't it? Having the phone, you feel comfortable giving them a bit more freedom because you've got that. Yeah, definitely. With them. Yes. Another yeah. thing I think is really good about it is, you know, even th- thinking about the Great Commission and how, te- like, just being able to um, communicate the gospel just in, in such a kind of mass global way. Yeah. It's just kind of. It, it's, it is like the printing press had this kind of explosive effect on the spread of yeah. the gospel. I think I think our, yeah. just the smartphone, with all of the problems it brings, it's got that amazing benefit of yeah. bringing the gospel in, in ways like podcasts or articles or, you know, it's just in, 
into people's hands yeah, in it's places you would never yeah. expect and i think we saw that in covid didn't we the, yeah i was just thinking just yeah. that explosive effect of how yeah. once churches went online yeah and um, there was that yeah. positive side. it's amazing yeah, yeah. I, i've got a, i've got a brilliant example of that one of one of my best friends is an elder in the congregation here and he's a weaver uh, so listeners maybe may you may have heard of harris tweed but harris tweed's a big part of um uh, the heritage on the island here and it's still a very active industry uh here on the island and lots of people in my community work as weavers and uh the weave the, the looms where the harris tweed is, is is produced are uh powered by pedal power so you're, you're sitting at the loom and your your feet are turning the pedals and uh my friend who's, who's an elder in the congregation he is a weaver he is pedaling all day every day about 10 or 12 hours a day he'll be pedaling but while he does that, he is putting all our sermons online and wow. he is sharing our, uh, he, he takes sermon recordings from other churches, puts them onto USB sticks so that they can be given to housebound people and they can just plug them into their telly and watch some sermons. Mm. Uh, and I, I often say to him, you know, while, you're, while your feet are weaving tweed, your fingers are sharing the gospel, mm. um, which I think is amazing. And then he always says, he says, not fingers one finger i just type with one finger <laughs> that's even more impressive <laughs> but, but it's amazing how you know that just gives that opportunity that that the gospel is reaching reaching people um through that it's it's a wonderful wonderful opportunity yeah can you just going back to the covid thought can you imagine what life would have been like if we didn't have technology mm. oh, when yeah. we're in yeah. lockdown uh, or, or even like um sort of earlier versions of technology remember when we first started using skype like 10 12 years ago <laughs> it was awful <laughs> sorry if there's any skype employees it's a lot now but it's a back then it was so slow and glitchy and everything mm. um you know uh was certainly yeah, in, in places but maybe didn't have broadband and things like that it was it was tough so it would have been so different yeah but it's not all positive there's lots of things about screens that are not so good and lots of things that uh, create challenges for us as we follow Jesus today. And we're going to talk about that a wee bit, but we wanted to actually start by just talking about some of the things that we struggle with um, just as individuals. Andy, and what stuff, what, in what ways have you struggled with screens um, in, in terms of your own discipleship? I think it's, for me, one of the negative impacts is just consuming information via my screen that then has an impact on me mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So um, up until last week, I, I daily on Twitter, uh, not, I, I'd never really ever um, put out a tweet or X as it is now. I was just reading and keeping up mm -hmm. with what's going on in the Christian world and sporting world and such like. But if something, if there was like a negative media story, and they're all Twitter is just known for that, it would it would just captivate my mind, my emotions, my attention. And there was a few times, just like a, a meal table with the kids and with Marina, I could find my mind wandering away from the conversation I was having with them to what was going on in my my phone, mm. and the notifications pop up and flash up, and you want to check what's been said. And for me, that's one of the huge negative things is just it's so addictive mm -hmm. it takes you away it takes you to another world it makes other people's problems or what's going on in the world feel like they're like inside your own home and you've mm -hmm. got to be consumed with them and i think that's just one of the, that's the way i relate to technology or to 
to, to screen the phone is that it's shaping me, dominating me, and then distracting me from just in-person, meaningful relationships with the, the people who matter the most. Mm. Um, mm. It's one mm. example that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I can definitely relate to all of what you were saying, Andy. And I think I think just very similarly, it's just the the addictiveness of it but the the time wasting nature of it like the quantity of time I could waste just and even if you're going onto your phone for a legitimate reason like sometimes I'd be going to read my bible on my phone and then a notification pops up and then I'm Mm. suddenly checking that and then down some rabbit hole and it's like half an hour later and I just think (laughs) where did that time go and how what have I actually achieved like and I think part of it I'm I'm very this is probably just my age and generation, but I, I'm only on Facebook. That's the one platform that mm-hmm. I'm on. Um, and I'm not very involved in it or anything. But if I get down a rabbit, you know, you just that eternal scrolling. Mm-hmm. And so there's yeah. no natural end to a page. Um, you know, so there's no kind of point where you're like, oh, I've like I read a chapter of a book or something. It's just <laughs> endless. So that I think yes. just adds to that complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, time wasting but yeah but also that buzzy feeling in your brain when you've been on the phone too much that lack Mm. of peace and rest is another thing that I've noticed in myself and I've I've actually I think it's similarly to you Andy I don't know for you it was something about knowing I was going to be having this conversation but I've been thinking about my own use (laughs) and it's been convicting me and so I've been putting limits on my time (laughs) so that's one benefit of this conversation if if nothing else I'm limiting my time on it and that has been unbelievably helpful to just figure out how to do that so yeah well because this conversation I picked up a book like I think it was last week to read I I I just skimmed it and fell in a section that had like some diagnostic questions and Mm -hmm. straight after I was like I'm deleting Twitter (laughs) Facebook I really, and then it said check on your Apple device, Thomas. You know, it said check <laughs> your screen time usage and how many times you pick up your phone. And see, to be honest, when I when I saw how much time I waste on my phone, mm-hmm. it scared me. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that how many times I'll pick up my phone in any given day. Um, do you know the average person will spend? It was in the in this book that I read seven and a half years on social media. Now that's what oh, they reckon. Goodness. And five years watching television. My goodness! Whoa! Like wow! That's just that, scary. Oof, that that's yeah. what we're giving away of our yeah. precious mm-hmm. limited time right now. You know, we're, I know we're going to live for all eternity, but I just don't want to be you know, doom scrolling on Facebook, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true, and it's um, yeah, it can it can so easily consume consume time. I think I think for me, the thing I struggle with. It's not so much the the endless endless scrolling. Um, I've not really ever, I never really got onto social media in any big way myself. Um, partly because of what you said, Andy, that the odd time I've ever looked at it, I just find myself getting sucked into arguments and mm. criticisms and things like that. That I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to go there. Mm. Um, so it's not so much the scrolling that I struggle with. What I struggle with so much is the urge to check. Mm-hmm. and so like the urge to check my emails the mm-hmm. urge to check bbc sport the urge to check um, the football scores um the urge to check if there's a message on on whatsapp and it's it's so it's not so much sitting on my phone for ages um 
that I struggle with, what I struggle with is to go more than five minutes without picking it up to check it. Mm. And uh, and I think that that's like, I mean, it, 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 it becomes an addiction where you're just like, I want to, I just want to check. And you're like, I checked this five minutes ago. And, and my wife said to me, what's changed? You picked it up five minutes ago. What's changed? And <laughs> Oh well, they might have scored, and oh, there might have been news about this, and oh, you know, and and it's so silly, you know. Mm. But what's even sort of more silly, I think, um, is that you know, I think what lies behind that, what lies behind that urge to check, mm. and it's like, well, I want to, you know, I want to find news that will excite me, or I want to get a message that will encourage me, or I want to be able to read something that's going to make me feel better. All of those thirsts can be satisfied by just opening my Bible. Mm. And yet that's the one thing I don't do. You know, mm. you think, oh, I'll, I'll check BBC Sport or check my emails. And you think, oh, man, Thomas, you're just, you know, but it's it just, it happens. It happens so, so easily. And, and I guess one of the big challenges, I was chatting to my wife about this this morning. I was saying, oh, um, you know, what do you think? We're talking about screens, any, any thoughts? And she said, you know, well, the thing is with screens, they're trying to suck you in and it works. Mm. And I think that was like, well, yeah, you're absolutely right. It actually works, you know, and I think that that's the key thing that we have to recognize that that it's not something that might work. It's something that really does work. Mm-hmm. And we have to actually then sort of fight against it in many ways or, or certainly take action to uh, to mm-hmm. to prevent. So, yeah, these are the things we, we some of the things we mm-hmm. we struggle with. And I'm sure for listeners, there's there's other aspects of it that you you struggle as, I think as well. What's so hard about all of these things um, is that that it's it's because of what we talked about at the beginning there is good in it and so you, you can't yeah. just well you could but I, I think it's unwise to completely just get rid of it exactly know. yeah totally um, and, yeah. and that's the hard thing is navigating the good but also being really careful with the bad and that takes yeah. a lot of wisdom and, and self-control which I think it really attacks your self-control I think that's one of the mm-hmm. things that really harms and and that's why you know I was thinking with my uh, like put, putting limits on my screen time um it was that um principle of cutting cutting off your hand if it causes you to thin or plucking yeah. at your eye just that that there are there is a place for because like you were saying thomas it's that urge that's it's just it's almost mm. there's I, i'm sure there's a lot of science or, or psychology that i don't understand around about dopamine effects and things like that which yeah. is you know we're, we're not even fully aware of all of that but um that you have to maybe put external boundaries on yeah. and have some sort of accountability that's out with your own self-control. Because if anything, it just shows the flawed nature of my own self-control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? And um, and I guess that's one thing, that's, this is kind of broadening it slightly, but it's one of the really interesting things you see that often, if you look at the industries that are really thriving so often it's because they actually connect with a weakness in our sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that's the addictiveness of social media, whether that's the kind of gossipy nature of tabloid media, whether that's, you know, gambling. Um, you can see that these are the industries that are booming because they actually find a home in, in our hearts very very easily mm-hmm. um and like you say Anne, it, it really shows how we need to be on guard mm-hmm. and, and those kind of boundaries and and um protections are so important yeah. mm-hmm. it's interesting how we've both we, we've kind of talked about how like it's formed us spiritually like you were saying thomas about listening to eric alexander 
sermons and yeah. I definitely relate to that there's loads of things that I've listened to having my phone on me that's been really profoundly helpful um in terms of my spiritual find form formation but you know like Andy you know I were talking about how the time we t waste on it and that's forming us in a completely different direction and mm. you know just in terms of that spiritual formation journey what have you yeah how do you navigate that for good not ill in your own you know your own walk it's a great question um i think until we're until we're having this conversation my problem is, is I, I don't i've not been thinking about it i've not been discerning enough um i've not given it much thought and I, so the thing that struck me and i was skim reading a book last week and it was that technology isn't uh, is shaping me i hadn't i just thought that i'm in control of technology or I use it and I have it but it's it's really forming me um, my mind my habits my emotions and spiritually more importantly and when when I when I reflect on it even just for a short time I realize I, I can think instantly of the negative um, aspects of it and so I, I I think from a Christian worldview it's trying to always just keep it in like okay God is good He's made us in his image. Then there's the reality of the fall. That which even we can use for good ends, it can also be used for evil ends. It can be used, you know, instead of forming us, deforming us. And so how then do I, I think about it from like a redemptive point of view? How can I use technology well? Um, and honestly, sometimes I think I think we need to have conversations like this is because I, I don't, I actually don't have the answers. I, I think I need to give it a lot more thought. Um but the priorities in life, the, the one thing that I really do care about is family and meaningful relationships. And, you know, when Thomas, you were chatting about checking the football scores or just wanting to stay up with the news, I feel like that, that there's this longing to have omniscient knowledge, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. to, to know all things. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could just rest in the fact that I'm a limited human being and I don't mm -hmm. need to know all things. Yeah. And God has given me people who I must invest in and who I should delight to invest in. Mm -hmm. And if I can use technology for bo both of those ends, like um, technology is an amazing gift to listen to sermons and be formed in that way. Technology is an amazing gift even to sit down with the family and rest and watch TV and watch mm -hmm. something great and, and such like. But yeah, I think your question Anne, is great. Yeah. How can we? Yeah. I remember, um, I remember, uh, again, it's actually to go back to Eric Alexander, um, I remember him using a phrase a few times where he said that there's a, a French proverb, um, which I can't remember what it was in French, but in English it basically translates as the appetite grows with eating. Mm -hmm. So it's like yeah. basically saying the more you eat of something, the more you want to eat it. And he was saying that that can work both positively and, mm -hmm. and negatively. And I think that's definitely true with something like um, uh, with screens, that the things that are negative the more you consume of it, the more you want it, you know, as you, as you look into those things, it just, it just, you're just feeding an appetite. Um, and, and if it's something negative, then you know, we want to respond to that by trying to, instead of feeding the, that appetite to starve it, because if we, it, you can think to yourself, oh, if, I, if I starve it, it'll make the appetite bigger. It's actually, well, no, the, the appetite will actually shrink. Mm -hmm. But the same applies on the other side that, that, you know, cultivating good habits, mm -hmm. the appetite will grow with eating and with that, there involves a little bit of effort. I still remember, I mean, I'm a bit embarrassed to say this because I'm a minister and I, and I produce sermons weekly, but I remember, you know, a few years ago when I first got my phone uh, to, you know, 
I first got a smartphone. I was like, okay, I can listen to sermons. And I, I would put it on in the car. And I was like, 35 minutes? Oh, this is going to take forever. And <laughs> it just seemed like, it seemed like such an effort to listen to something. I mean, it's so bad to say, because like, I, I inflict that on people. Um, they're lucky if they only get 35 minutes or something. But, you know, but it, it, it took effort mm. for me to realize, okay, right. It actually, it actually, I actually try hard to sit through mm. a, a 30 minute sermon or a 40 minute sermon in, in the car. Mm. But, but before I knew it, it became effortless. Mm. And, and now, you know, if I'm on a long drive, if I'm driving to Edinburgh, I can't wait for it because I'm like, I'm going to listen to four sermons in a row. I'm going to listen to two or three lectures. And, yeah. and that, cause that appetite mm-hmm. is there now that wasn't there before. So I guess I'm saying this for, for listeners. If you're like, Oh, what listening to a sermon, I can't, I can barely cope with two minutes. Like, don't worry. Like yeah. let that appetite yeah. grow. The appetite grows with eating. That's, that's, that's such a good point. Um, cause I think that is something that even, even if you look at just the nature of TikTok or something like that, it's, it's everything so bite-sized. Um, and it trains you to just want instant gratification tiny amounts of information at a time and I think um, we we then learn only to consume in tiny little chunks so we lose the ability to think deeply for a prolonged period of time and we miss out on so much for not being able to do that and actually the Christian life is about meditate you know we're meant to be meditating yeah. and and spending time in god's presence and listening to the preached word and be you know yeah. it's, and so it is a very specific it's almost like a, a deliberate spiritual attack against what's at the very heart of spiritual yeah. fi- formation isn't it and it makes me think of um james chapter one i think where it says consider it joy kind of all joy my brothers and sisters when you meet trials of various kinds for that um something about the testing of your faith will produce patience yeah, yes, so just yes, that yeah, idea yeah. that that we don't like in society that things can be hard and actually there's a benefit in har- the mm. hardness of something or the difficulty of something or the challenge of something we just mm. want to iron out anything that is even remotely yeah. oh that's a bit long or that's a bit hard or <laughs> that's a bit yeah. um you know yeah, just yeah. more yeah, effort so than i can be bothered with but there's benefit in, and, and we see that, I see that just in my interaction with God's word, you know, as you dig deeper, you see that wrestling with God's word and kind of figuring out, oh, I don't understand what that means. And, and kind of digging into that, there's some formation that happens in the midst of that. And as you do it in community as well, in real life yeah. community, there's even more benefit. So yeah 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 that's yeah, i think that's so 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 true and and you know it's so interesting because what you've just described that you, you mentioned earlier and which i thought was a great phrase that kind of like buzzy head that you can have after scrolling and i sometimes find it when um i'm not a huge tv watcher but i love watching football so that's that's the thing i'll watch if there's football on telly i'll watch it or if there's sport i'll watch it and sometimes i really enjoy it and it's it's a really good break but sometimes um Sometimes it's not, you know, and sometimes you, you watch it and, you know, you probably know you should be doing something else, but you're like, oh, I just want to watch. And, and at the end of it, you don't feel relaxed. Your head's mm-hmm. yeah. buzzing and, and, and horrible. What I find is that, you know, the, the times when you do even take five minutes to just sit and and reflect on God's word, mm-hmm. I have never come away from that with that horrible, buzzy, mm-hmm. fuzzy head. Yeah, that's so true. You always come mm-hmm. away with like, kind of a, it's like a thirst is being quenched yeah. and there's just a, a, a settledness and a, 
And yet it's so deceiving because, you know, I keep thinking, oh, the football will make me feel good. <laughs> but actually, yeah. but actually it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. If you've got half an hour to relax, that's what you choose, isn't it? More than. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so true. true. I really liked what you were saying as well, Andy, about, um, you know, you were making that point about um, omniscience and actually just learning, like, well, we want, we want that for ourselves and not resting in God's omniscience. I think a lot mm. of it is to do with that. It is that trying to claim aspects of God's character for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like even the good yeah. things that we were talking about, about being connected to people in different parts of the world. And, you know, that's like that omnipresence of God, yeah. isn't it? We want that yeah. for ourselves. And, and although there's good in that, we have to be careful with how we handle it. And, and mm -hmm. just because I think it is very like what was going on in the Garden of Eden was that grass, like becoming more godlike. That's what, yeah. you know. Eve was wanting yeah. to to be yeah. like God, and and I feel like that's that's the temptation, and I can feel that myself with just and I, you connected it with rest, um, Andy as well, and I just think that is so true. When I'm trying to know too much and be in touch with so many people, I just feel really drained and exhausted. Yeah. And when I yeah. actually acknowledge my limited nature <laughs> and yeah. can rest in yeah. God. It, it's just it's a, it's a gift so. that's such a good point Anne. and you know you talk about kind of trying to take god's place um just as you were saying that i was thinking you know another example of that is the kind of christian controversies that you were talking about andy whereby we want to take god's place as judge mm, and so yeah. there's a debate about an yeah. opinion or about you know a particular issue or how to yeah. approach um a topic and we just jump into that judgment seat um, through social media, you know, to, to decide who's right, who's wrong. And it, again, I think that's another example mm -hmm. of, of trying to take a place that really only belongs to God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or glory. Glory is another one, isn't it? We want yeah. you want to post something and everybody like it and be like, wow, amazing <laughs> well, comment. nothing you know. like it enough you like. <laughs> so, in fact, actually, that's that's one of the reasons why I don't have social media. I don't have any personal mm -hmm. social media accounts. I'm, that, I'd say, is the biggest reason why, because I know that I would be completely hooked on the desire to get likes mm -hmm. and comments. And mm -hmm. I, I know I can't go there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good, you know, um, just knowing things about, about yourself, because like different aspects of social media might be more harmful for different personality types. So probably yeah. Yeah, that's understanding yeah. where and, and having you know brothers and sisters in Christ who are willing to maybe help us see that in ourselves yeah, as well. Exactly. Like this might be an area yeah. that, you know, you, you know, and, yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really good point because, you know, different people will struggle with different things. And I think that's such an important mm -hmm. thing to highlight with us that, mm -hmm. you know, we're all going to face different challenges in different ways. And, you know, for some people they can, they can have a very active social media presence. I mean, I think of like a colleague of mine, Alistair Wilson, he's a lecturer at DTS and he's, he's got a really excellent use mm, of social yeah. media you know and and there are many others like him who who do it and do it very very well and they maintain just a real godly humility there's probably things that i can do well that maybe they would struggle mm -hmm. with them you know mm -hmm. and, um and, and and vice versa and i think that's so important for us to remember and like that's why what you said there and was so important that when we're talking about it together and supporting each other in yeah. a church family we're able to help each other mm -hmm. through much more yeah because it's so important to have christian presence in social media i think it'd be a real mistake yeah. if we just like was like oh this right. is we'd throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah completely, exactly yeah but yeah. we have to be so careful and i think because it is such a cesspit of 
you know, judginess and like yes. just harshness. And, um, you know, because of that, I think when you do have someone like, like Alistair Wilson or, you know, who can model a gracious presence, that's mm. like, you know, that mm. candle in the dark, it can shine really mm. brightly in amongst yeah, all of that. Definitely. So there is a yeah. real power in the witness that can happen in that dark space. To change the conversation slightly, what what do you think about the, you know, what we watch? So some people just, we're, we're all different how we engage with social media, but let, let's take, like, so I remember, was it Breaking Bad or, you know, uh, something comes out on Netflix and everyone mm-hmm. starts watching it. And the question is, as Christians, can we watch this? Um, and some Christians will say, yeah, I, I'm going to watch it. I know there's going to be things in it that I don't agree with. And then other Christians are like, no, nah, I'm definitely not going to watch it. I don't think Christians should be watching it. How how do we respond just with the ethical side of, yeah, what we consume? Because mm. right now, like never before, we can consume lots of things that, that you know, from a Christian worldview, aren't healthy. Yes, that's a good question. I, I feel like um, there are some things that are just harmful to watch as a Christian and, and you know, like that that can just cause you to sin from just watching it. But I think there's a lot of things that if if you can approach it with the right caution, that that you're that it's actually helpful to have a real sense of what people are, are watching and what's shaping people's opinions and, and kind of um worldview. So um like I always talk about it with the students like a carbon monoxide mask that you need to put on when you're engaging with culture and and the carbon monoxide mask is like catching the message so so saying what is the message that this is kind of putting out there so articulating that to yourself and then saying and actually I got this from your podcast I would actually one of your earlier podcasts what is good about it what is bad and how is Jesus better and I think Uh, that is super helpful I do think there are some things that are just not helpful to watch at all. But I think having mm-hmm. that approach in place liberates you to watch a lot more than if you're just passively yep. absorbing. I think passively absorbing things is the absolute worst thing we can do. But I think it can be actually actively helpful to watch things with that filter in place. Um, I think that's absolutely right. And and I think it's um, it's easy to sometimes take what seems like an easy option to just be like, you know, either blanket ban or just or complete, um, like you say, passive absorbing. Where actually there needs to be a much more nuanced mm-hmm. interaction. And I guess that's what you see with Jesus. You see Jesus was such a a wise interaction mm-hmm. with the culture around him. He he did not become like some of the communities that you had in first century um, Palestine, which which locked themselves away. He, he, Jesus didn't do that. He he mm-hmm. did stay interacting with people, but always with with careful. Um, discernment i sometimes think we you know, we ask the question i think um i don't know if you use this phrase andy but it, we often a- approach it in the way you know should you should you watch this should you watch that should you watch the next thing and i mean that's a good question but i i wonder if a better question is more can i watch it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so rather than looking at at other people thinking well should they just should they should not looking at my own heart thinking can i watch mm-hmm. that you know and and I find that there's some things that I know other people are comfortable watching that I just can't watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't watch it. I mean, I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to TV programs and <laughs> films and things. I can't, I hate watching something tense. I, I 
at the older I get, the more I just struggle to watch things that are, are violent. I'm not saying that to sound all pious. I'm just being honest. I just struggle with it. I I I watch a film, you know, where soldiers are getting killed, and I think, what if, what if that was my son? You know, what if what, you know, and or my daughter? And I mean, I know it's a film, and so I'm I'm not saying don't watch it, but I'm just saying for me, I'm like I I, I just can't watch that. Um, so I just get, get go to something like Toy Story or just speak with level of a. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess turning the question inwardly into our own hearts mm, is what I'm trying to say um, I don't think we can pronounce judgments on others mm-hmm. yeah. we believe in liberty of conscience yeah. Yeah. and there is a need to be able to be aware of what, what people are, are, are consuming, that's really important but looking at our own hearts, our own weaknesses and turning the question inwardly, can I yeah. sometimes the answer will be yes but sometimes yeah. the answer will be no and, mm. and I think also sometimes the things that we watch um, the things that look on the surface to be oh, that's quite safe because it's like a nice Disney movie or, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. can actually be more insidious if we're not yeah. thinking, like putting your carbon monoxide mask on and, yeah. and going, what is the message? Because the subtle message of a lot of these children's TV shows even that you think, oh, I can just put the guard down and just watch that. Yeah. And it's actually shaping you to be like, you're the, you know, the most truth, the most true measure of the world is your own heart or or you know yeah. you must be true yeah. to yourself or I don't know something like that yeah, yeah exactly, and I think yeah. wow that's actually perhaps more harmful than something that's overtly a bit on you know and, you, and you're very more true. alert and you're like well I don't want to actually you know like yeah, fast forward that or true. something I don't know but yeah, um, yeah what, but, what about I think you're absolutely yeah. right you're absolutely right those subtle subtle messages can be can be the most dangerous mm-hmm. of all what about you, Andy? What do you think with with that kind of stuff? No, I, I think everything you said. I think it's just the same, like with the phone. It's it, isn't it? It's we we need to give it thought. It's knowing oneself, knowing our God, understanding principles like liberty of conscience, where and, and legalism, the dangers. But above all, it's yeah. Can I? When you know yourself, um, I love I love the carbon monoxide. Everything we consume, we we, we need to put it through that filter. Mm-hmm. Um, every you know, every storyline is selling us a, a gospel, like mm-hmm. a good news, or it's selling us a worldview that can be so insidious. Um, I went to see a film on Monday night. It doesn't matter what film it was, but it was a twelve. The reason I chose it was because it was a twelve. Out of all the things that was in the cinema, I thought this looks good, mm-hmm. and I was blown away by how the the the, the rewriting of a of a storyline. They they were just pushing worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and there was many moments there was one moment in the middle I just thought I think I'm going to leave this I just don't want to watch any more of this but at the end of it I, I stood back and I was like I tried to process what, what what were they selling me and it was very clear they had an intention of how they wanted to the shape one's thought what one thought is good and um, I, I think yeah that carbon mine knocks it might just thinking through everything we consume from a worldview of yeah, what what is what's going on here? Um, and I, I think one of the dangers that technology does is, or one of the th- reasons I turn to say watching a film or even going in on my phone is escapism or boredom yeah. or to be entertained. Mm. And I think that's when I'm a, my most vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so cultivate cultivating ways where I can grow in thoughtfulness to that which I'm consuming is really important. Um, and I think that's where I've been really slow. I think one of the biggest things that why I really like this conversation and just listening to what you guys are saying is that giving this more thought is so important. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. feel like I've given it much thought. I just, <laughs> yeah. 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 Go with the flow. Yeah. So true. So true. Um, and uh, like you say, even stopping to think is, mm. is one of the best steps that we can take. Mm-hmm. 
So, well, I, if our listeners, you've got um, any feedback on that, it'd be great to hear from you. I'm sure this is going to, uh, just this theme is going to play a big part in, in future conversations. But as we draw things to a close, we're sponsored by Christian Focus. Uh, so grateful to them for their sponsorship uh, of our podcast. Thomas, you're doing the book reviews. You've been on holiday. You've been reading a lot, haven't you? Consuming a lot <laughs> in France. As you- I have. I had a wonderful holiday in France and lots of time to read. Uh, so I've got a couple of books uh, I want to recommend. Um, one very much tying in with what we've uh, been talking about. It's called Christ and the Culture Wars uh, by Ben Chang. And it's um, it's addressing you know many of the issues uh, that that are very live in terms of our society today. Um, he's got in the opening section, he's got chapters on feminism, on racial justice, uh, on um, same-sex relationships uh, and uh, on transgenderism. And he, he handles all of these things in a way that is really um, respectful, really clear, really humble. Um, and he's, he's not throwing stones at all. He's just looking at how these different movements have emerged um, and many of the key issues and developments that have uh, have, uh, have shaped uh, these things. But the main aim of the book is to think about how we should respond as Christians. And he talks about the fact that, you know, sometimes Christians have tried to respond to these issues by trying to mirror them. Um, and what he means by that is, you know, if, if, if people are attacking Christianity, then we just attack them. So we just we just mirror, we just do the same thing, uh, the same thing back. Sometimes he talks about how we try to out argue these positions. So we're trying to kind of make sure that you know we 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 win the intellectual conversation. And he says sometimes we just ignore them, and maybe that's the most common. And what he's trying to suggest is that actually, a better way to respond might be for actually for us to try and tell a better story, and for us to think about how you know we can actually out narrate these other mm. points mm. of view and speak about the the gospel story in and of itself around the life and work of Jesus and also about um, the change that the gospels brought in our own lives and one of the things he says several times you know you can't you can't argue with someone's story you have to let them tell it mm-hmm. and I thought that was a really helpful thing and you know, ties in with what you were saying there Andy how sometimes you know we can watch films or or, or go on social media and that's actually a narrative that mm. that that they're trying to feed into us, mm-hmm. you know, and we want to, uh, we want to to be on guard against that. Like, I mean, like you're saying, that that carbon monoxide mask, careful. Mm. But we also want to make sure that we have a better narrative yeah. uh, that we're yes. feeding into our hearts. Yeah. And uh, so, this was a great book, Christ in the Culture Wars. Ben Chang, as I said, very clear, very respectful, very humble, um, but also very, very. Um, useful and effective in guiding us forward so that's that's the first book i want to plug second book i want to plug is a book written by a very good friend of mine dan Steele. uh listeners may remember we had dan as a guest in season two and when dan was on he was talking about some of the challenges that church plants face dan's been involved in church planting for many many years and he was talking that through with us um on our podcast and uh some of the research that he's done, some of the things that he discussed have uh, now been published as a book called Wise Church Planting. And it's an absolutely fantastic book. Uh, And it just talks through 12 pitfalls to avoid in starting a new church. And what I found really helpful was that I'm not a church planter. I'm not involved in church planting, but yet there was so much in it that was just relevant for for me as a pastor, for, for our congregation here, and also for helping me to gain 
a better understanding of some of the things that can be particularly uh, challenging about uh, planting a church, because that's something that we want to see happen more and more. Dan writes really clearly. um, He's got some fantastic research from across the world, and it's an absolutely brilliant book. So, you know, although it says, why is church planting? It's not just for church planters to read. It's for everyone to read. And I would highly, highly recommend it. And a big shout out to Dan, who... Uh, who uh, who's a really good friend and who we loved having on the podcast last year. Absolutely. They sound fantastic. Mm. Uh, I must, must read them both. Thank you, Thomas. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for this episode. Um, and please do give us feedback. We'd love to hear if there's any themes or topics you want to hear discussed. Um, uh, we're, we just love having these conversations and we hope it's of benefit to, to, to all of you. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.